Welcome to another installment of Sage Advice. I'm your host, Chris Bunnell, the VP of External Affairs for Western Governors University. In this episode, I sit down with Mike Grote, a political consultant and WGU's voice in the great state of Missouri. Mike has played a pivotal role in WGU's efforts to bridge the digital divide and make a high-quality, low-cost online education available to all. As an entirely online university, WGU knows that improving opportunity starts by expanding access to the Internet. Mike and I had an illuminating conversation about how we can do just that. So, without further ado, here is Sage Advice with Mike Grote. Mike Grote, welcome to our podcast. Chris, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, Mike, I started at WGU in March of 2015, and you were inherited into uh, the staff. You had been actively engaged. Can you tell me how you got your start at Western Governors University? Sure. Western Governors was looking to work with the state of Missouri and had been working with the state of Missouri, specifically uh, Governor Nixon at the time, and coming into Missouri more formally. And that seemed to be going very well. However, Missouri is a very unique state in that the legislature and our governor don't always work together, don't always speak. And while this was a priority for the governor, he clearly recognized the value that Western Governors has for its students and for their ability to have higher paying jobs, better access to opportunities. It was something that the legislature just wasn't familiar with. And unfortunately, the legislature decided we, we want to slow this process down and potentially not allow our governor to move forward with this process. It was something uh, that we recognized that was going on in committee and, and actually reached out to WGU uh, to see if we could be helpful uh, here in Missouri because we clearly saw the value of helping adults get back into the workforce, get a, a new education, get a better education, and be participants in, in the economic uh, drivers of the state. WGU Missouri was founded in 2013 through an agreement between the executive branch and the university. And one of the things that we've actively been doing throughout the country is attempting to get our students treated in an equitable fashion to their traditional counterparts. So let's talk a little bit about your connection to WGU, to the students that you serve, and the, the benefits that they've gained. What made this something in your mind that was worth not only taking on, but going the extra mile? Two things, I and mean, we may have to backtrack here a little bit, but you. I trusted you. I saw the vision that, that you had, and you were able to help me better understand WGU's mission. And in doing that, I saw your passion, and that passion kind of flowed down. Additionally, and I think more importantly, I got to hear stories of our students. Uh, you know, there was a there was a gentleman I met here in Columbia, Missouri, where I live, was working at MFA Oil, had been there for a number of years, and was in our computer sciences program. And he had tried for years to get a pay increase, to get a promotion, 
And it just came down to the fact that he didn't have the skills. He'd put in the time, he'd done the work, he knew how to do the job. And he just, he didn't have, he didn't have the paper as we like to say. Right. And so he comes to WGU and within three weeks of him completing his coursework at WGU, he gets that promotion and he gets that pay increase, which was huge for him. It was huge for his family. And that was just story one I heard. And, and then when you hear story two, five, 20, 45, 100, you start to realize that uh, an institution like WGU not only influences the individual, but it, in, it influences their family. It gives everybody that better opportunity. And I think that's, we'll fly the patriotic flag for a moment, but that's what everybody in this country wants, right? Something better for their kids, for the generation behind them. And I saw WGU being able to give people an education, a skill that they could improve their lives and improve the lives of their family. And it's hard to turn away from something like that. Wow. Beautifully said. Thank you for the kind words. I, I like to tell the story, Mike, when I'm talking with folks that I think captures or you've just captured is that it is amazing at commencement exercises to see the lives that are changed and to know that individuals have a new pathway to opportunity. But boy, to watch children around their parents celebrating their graduation. I was very fortunate. I was a second generation college student. So it was an expectation. It was where I was going, not if. And as I sit sometimes in the background and take a look at our commencement exercises, it uh, it's always so heartwarming to understand that not only has their lives changed in the moment, but the tra trajectory for these young kids is now different because somebody mm -hmm. in their family has left that bar. It's interesting you touch on young children in that scenario. I had the opportunity to actually to attend my first commencement this fall in St. Louis and was sitting out in the crowd watching the commencement take place. And there was a, a family in front of us, a short, short one, right? It was a father and two young daughters and a son. And the mother was, was going through uh, commencement and the girl was intent. You know, here you are, you're at this big ceremony. It's in a big place. And it's very easy for kids attention span to, to be lost in that scenario. And you had this young lady who could not take her eyes off of what was going on. And then we get to the point where the students are coming across, going across stage, getting their diplomas. And it, we were far enough back. It was a little hard to see. And she, she kept on turning to her father and saying, when's mom next? When's mom? When's mom? When's mom? And is mom up there yet? I can't see her. And she was so excited. And they call her mom's name. She stands up and cheers and she was so excited and happy for her mom that had gone through this process and had, had started an education. I'm guessing ages based on the father that was there, the, the kids, but mid forties, right? Late thirties, early forties, somewhere in there. And just to have that experience in that family is clearly going to change what that young lady has as her, her desire to move forward, right? She sees her mom accomplish it and she's going to want to do the same thing. Yeah, just it that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that story with us. I I will say I'm fortunate to attend a number of commencements. 
And while the locale changes, the story always remains consistent. So I'm so glad that you got an opportunity to share in that experience. I'd like to pivot quickly because about four years ago, I put out a request. We have uh, individuals working with us in various states around the country. But we kind of hit a little bit of a roadblock and uh, put out a request for creative thinking. It said, gee, I'd like to see two or three pages of ways that we can impact your local states, regions, communities. And you might answered back with a six-page narrative, if I remember correctly. And one of those ideas was working closely with rural electric cooperatives. So if I'm fair in my assessment, the show me state being a little more rural has some issues with last mile internet. Now, due to the recent pandemic, there's hope on the way that funding is coming from the federal level to close that gap. But can you talk a little bit about your work with the Rural Electric Cooperative in Missouri? When they're trying to find nurses in rural Missouri that can't make it into Columbia or can't make it into St. Louis, but can take our program and then stay local in their community and provide healthcare services for some of these smaller communities around the state, that seemed like a win-win scenario. And fortunately, we had a great partner with the Missouri Co-ops, and they said, well, you know, what can, what can we do to find a way to help deliver broadband as well as at the same time help education? We came up with a, initially came up with a scholarship program that WGU is participating with, with the members of the co-op and essentially awarding scholarships to help them access education in rural Missouri. And at the same time, it gives us uh, the opportunity to work with one of the largest providers of uh, broadband service delivery, as you say, to the last mile into the home, uh, into the business, into the community here in Missouri. So I think it's one of those ways that we can reach out and address the, this massive, I hate to call everything a crisis, but in this country, there's a lot of people that still don't have access to the information superhighway. And without that, it makes them hard. It makes it hard for them to participate in this society and this economy as it moves forward. And I think that's what we kind of looked at this partnership as doing is, is how can we as an education entity that helps with adults getting back into the new workforce and an entity that provides broadband, how can we work together? And that's what we started spitballing and came up with that program here in Missouri. You know, the amazing thing to me, Mike, is those spitball efforts culminated before the pandemic. And I think there are very few that would be listening to this podcast in the realm uh, that we're trying to reach, government officials, policy leaders that cannot think of pictures that we saw in real time of students, in this case, traditional students, elementary, middle, or high school, sitting outside of fast food restaurants trying to access the Internet. And, you know, it was really around that time that me personally, and I think many others of uh, like thinking, begin to think, that exactly as you described, the digital infrastructure really was becoming a human right because you just were 
you did not have an even playing field. There were the haves and the have-nots, and fortunately, the pandemic, if it had any benefit whatsoever, allowed us to do a reset. Whether it's last mile internet or uh, urban deserts, there's a difference if you're able to play in the worldwide economy or if you're limited to that which is around you. So that was just a fabulous initiative that we look forward to continuing to build on. Let me take you quickly to the next initiative. And uh, for those that are listening, well, WGU is a wholly online provider of higher education. We do have students enrolled in licensure programs that require practicums or in-service experience opportunities. Your most recent venture was with our School of Health and standing up a nursing lab for the state of Missouri and WGU to partner on that will allow some of that training to be centrally located in a place where it can make a difference. Can you tell us about that initiative? So clearly, I, I actually, this is one of the things I think COVID also helped with, right? It, we, we saw this increased need for making sure that we had healthcare practitioners throughout the state and Missouri has always had a, a shortfall, uh, especially in the rural parts of the state, but really everywhere in our access or, or availability, I guess, to have people that are, are skilled and can enter the workforce in the, in the health fields. And uh, we we're, we we're fortunate that, you know, as you mentioned, those relationships that carry on from year to year that have value and some of those relationships stayed in the capital. And we were actually able to work together with Senator Huff. And Senator Huff is from uh, Springfield, Missouri, and works on our uh, Senate Appropriations Committee. And he actually saw the need, saw the value in finding ways to get more folks into the healthcare fields and saw that our nursing lab was one of those options and helped us secure funding uh, two years now and, and, and try to, to try to move forward getting a lab set up here in Missouri. And I also want to thank the, the governor's office. Governor Mike Parson has, has been incredibly helpful. He's also seen, especially during COVID, you know, he went through the process of initiating executive orders to make all the regulatory nightmare that can sometimes relate to the healthcare field and education fields, ease those back. And he saw the need to make sure that we had both educators as well as uh, healthcare prof uh, professionals in the state. And he's been supportive of this initiative as well. And we've been able to, uh, to secure funding to locate a lab here in Missouri. We're still working on the, the final details of that, as you're aware. Hopefully, we'll have that finalized in the next few weeks. And then within the next few months, have an opportunity for our students to not only learn the skills that they need, but then be able to come to Missouri, do their lab work, and recognize how wonderful Missouri is and stick around here in the state and continue to practice their uh, health field here in Missouri. The state of Missouri has been a real partnership. Uh, certainly kudos to Governor Nixon in 2013 for standing up the initial partnership. But thanks to the leaders in the legislature, the governor's office, yourself and the team at WGU, there have been some real 
opportunities provided that just really capitalize on the mantra of providing pathways to opportunity. It's changed some lives, no question. And let me just ask you to personalize it a little bit. I know you've been very open with us as we've gone through the show, but what is that like to be doing something good, something (laughs) for the greater good? I'm guessing you sleep fairly well at night. Being able to work for WGU, as you know, when, when you're working in the government affairs space, you sometimes it's easy to get frustrated. It's easy to see the fights, the political squabbles, etc. But when you're working on behalf of our students and helping them find pathways to success, yeah, that that's definitely something that allows you to sleep at night, allows you to put a, a check in the in the checkbox of, you know what? I've actually done something good for this world. I've left it a little bit better than it was when I started. And you know, knowing that there are students that didn't have uh, this opportunity in Missouri, uh, gosh, I'm really bad at math, but eight years ago, nine years ago, and now they do, that's definitely a, a positive and something that I think we should all be proud of. Folks, that's Mike Grote, WGU's voice in the great state of Missouri, the Show Me State. Mike, thank you for joining us today on this podcast. Thank you, a heartfelt thank you, for everything that you've done on behalf of WGU students in Missouri, past, present, and future. I have to tell you, you make us better. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me today. It was a pleasure to, to get to speak with you. I look forward to continuing to to work with our students and hopefully helping them in the future as well. So thanks for your time. That's it for this episode of Sage Advice from WGU. Thank you to Mike Grote for sharing your wisdom with me today. And thank you all for tuning in. Sage Advice is a production of WGU External Affairs and is a collaboration between our team and Tell Well Story Company. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with colleagues that might find today's topics interesting and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you want to make sure you never miss an episode of Sage Advice, be sure to sign up for our email list at wguinyourstate.org slash podcast. 